Oh man, we haven't been recording yet. No, we're recording now though. Uh, oh, we missed all the good pre-recording banter. Yes, where I talk about little Musa playing with Mason. That's right. You got, you know, the big moose, and then, you know, the dessert moose. Little moose. Dumps Ellis, keeping the dribble alive, going to bank. Fink on the roll, maybe to break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching and scoring. Welcome, everybody, to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. I am your host, Big Joe. Sitting alongside me is El Scorcho. Greg, how are you doing today? Okay. You know, I, I'm actually happy with how some things went in a, a certain league um, that I predicted. So, you know, we'll we'll just leave it at that. We'll talk more later about it. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we also need to talk about something that you brought up on the show after we stopped recording last week. You finally bring this amazing content to this to the podcast, and you decide to tell me after we stopped recording, so it didn't get in the podcast last week. Well, see, I, I didn't want the uh, the recipient to be tipped off as to what he was getting. We can still keep it vague so people don't know, but okay. Uh, there's a team in our league, and when he wins, he is sending the losing team merch. Is that correct? That's- that's absolutely correct. Branded merch. Oh, yeah. Well, this show is all about branding. It's the Fantasy yeah. Giant. I'm mm-hmm. the Fantasy Giant in all my leagues. All of a sudden, you're out Scorcho. You're El Scorcho in the multiple leagues. It's it's about branding. I know. Hey, I'm a marketing manager. I, at least one thing I know is branding. <laughs> we might not know much else, but. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We're talking out our ass, but hey, we know branding. I'm just going to say it. Some El Scorcho merchandise is out there. There, mm-hmm. is, there is pieces of merch that you have to earned by taking a loss well you not 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 by taking a loss you you have to put up a concerted effort you know you you really have to earn it from me and i have to respect your effort for you to be able to receive this merchandise but i also have to win so you know you got to put up a good fight but you got to lose all right so there's you are three and three is is there three people that have your merchandise just one so far there's just one so far. There, there are many more to come. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> well, this week, El Scorcho takes on Showing Pride. So maybe uh, Showing Pride will get a chance to earn some merch in a close-fought loss. He's got to show some pride in this matchup. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Elsewhere in the NFL this week, uh, the big thing is it's, it's the start of the buys. Buy again, we've heard it called. The Bills, Chargers, Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Jaguars, all on buy. So make sure you get those guys out of your starting lineup. Probably the worst I've seen in years past with just uh, teams filled with fantasy caliber starters all on buy at the same time. Plus the injuries. I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit here. Your team in the Legacy League is beat up between buys and injuries. El Scorcho might not feel the full team against showing pride. It's rough, man. We're more like El Pilot Light this week, you know? (laughs) Get into our quick three. Number one comes from Mike Clay. The Detroit Lions have yet to take an offensive snap with the lead. We are in week seven. I guess that's right. Oh, it's right. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Oh, this week it's going to be records are going to be set. And you can wait for that when I get to the uh, call your shot. I'll let you know about that. Okay. 
But yeah, our our beloved Detroit Lions, they gave Dan Campbell a six-year contract. He cries at the podium about how hard these guys are working, but they have yet to take an offensive snap with the lead. You know, they probably had to give him a six-year contract to get him here for like two years. Oh yeah, no one was coming here without a six-year deal. It's uh, That was obvious, but yeah, it's not a good look for him so far. Uh, I'll say this. I, I like I, I like what he's trying to do. I, I mean, well, what he is is he's different than the last few coaches we've had, um, for better or worse in different ways. Um, but you know, it it's something different. And you know, you're you're the damn lions. Why not try something different? You know, you you can't be like the rest of the league. You're you're not that good. He's trying, but there's no results yet. And I mean, I'm there's, not surprised. You knew this team was not winning six football games, and uh, there's I mean, nothing there. They're just. There's no talent. <laughs> exactly. And and all we've learned is it ain't Jared Goff. As much as I came on this show and I even wrote an article, I wanted it to be Jared Goff. Oh, I was it hoping. ain't him. It no ain't him. way, man. I mean, I know he doesn't have any wide receivers right now. I, I get it. I mean, he's he's okay on a good team. You, you know, that that's what he is. On a bad team, he's, he's just bad. Thank goodness he won uh, NFL community MVP. A couple Aww. weeks ago, because he's not going to win any sort of game MVP. Well, you know, he, he's making a difference where he can. <laughs> yeah, not on the field. Uh, tweet number two comes from DK Metcalf. There was a little oh, back oh. and forth on Twitter between DK and Shannon Sharp. I don't know if you heard about this. Shannon Sharp uh, tweeted after DK stayed in bounds uh, at the end of the Sunday night football game. He could have went out of bounds and gave his team a chance, but he fought for extra yards and Shannon tweets, nothing to question. That was dumb ass play and your pride won't let you admit it. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Pray. Enjoy the rest of your day. That was Shannon Sharp and DK responded from the looks of it. I can wipe my shit with yours. <laughs> Continue to gossip, you washed-up wannabe. Now, later, DK tweeted again, like, oh, okay, his resume is amazing. You know, I mean, it's Shannon Sharp. He won multiple Super Bowls, the Broncos and the Ravens, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Uh, Not as good a receiver as his brother, but gets much more recognition for it. Still, kind of fun to watch a little uh, back and forth between – one of the stars, wide receivers in the NFL, and your talking head on FS1. And tweet number three comes from Ryan McDowell, and it's Jalen Hurts fantasy points by quarter. In the first quarter, he has 20 fantasy points. In the second and third, he has 25 and 26. And then the fourth quarter rolls around, and oh, the garbage man can. He goes... He's got 47.7 fantasy points in the fourth quarter. Jalen Hurts is getting it done for fantasy. We talked about it last week. We won't spend too much time out this week. But it's all garbage time. It is. He, he's the new Bortles. Oh, he's better than Bortles. Oh, come on. He's a garbage man. You called him that. Your words, not mine. Yeah, but Blake Bortles. Oh, man. He's the king of garbage points. Yeah, he's like the roadkill man. I don't know about the garbage man. <laughs> Instead of garbage, how about stars? And our star of the week is none other than 
King Henry. He does it again, 156 total yards, three touchdowns. This guy's had over 100 yards every week besides week number one. I don't know what he did in week number one. He just didn't look very good. And since then, he is taking it personal. This guy goes for a buck 20 and multiple touchdowns. He's had three touchdowns in two of the last three weeks. And thanks to Caesars Casino, I have his jersey on the way. I made my decision. That's my free jersey. King Henry. I like it. Did you go the home or the away? uh, They only had one choice, the dark, so the home. I like it. Good choice. Our game of the week comes from the Legacy League as the farts took down the fantasy behemoth, and it came down to Monday Night Football when Cole Beasley had his best game all year, scored the touchdown, probably should have had two touchdowns. He finished with 18 points after failing to score 18 points the last three weeks. Corpy gets a heartbreaking loss. Yeah, Corpy, uh, he played Henneke versus KC over Carr versus Denver, and, and that's what cost him. Now, I, I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing. You know, Chase it, the garbage it, time. Right, exactly. It, it was a smart play, but also for the farts, Beasley hasn't done much this year. I mean, it, it was it's kind of tough to start him, but his team's been doing so well. Why not? Who cares? And, you know, he, he pulls it out for him. That's one thing where I, I do appreciate that uh, legalized sports gambling is I knew Steve needed Cole Beasley to have a chance at high points. That was like the one thing I was watching. So I just bet Cole Beasley anytime touchdown. Either way, I'm a winner. There so, you go. Thanks, Cole. And more importantly, thanks, King Henry, because a little cha-ching, cha-ching for me but let's take a look at your scores uh let's take a look at the rest of your scores from the legacy league bad juju gets the win 123 to 96 over waste management thanks to 30 points from prescott and 20 points from harris the washington redskins squeak by bishop sycamore 84 to 78 thanks to jonathan taylor's 28 points Uh, as we mentioned i heart fart beat the fantasy behemoth 130 to 120 El Scorcho gets the win, 104 to 91, keeping A. Sean's hair winless, thanks to Josh Allen's 30 points on Monday Night Football. I Love Lamb gets the victory, 126 to 69 over the Hertz Locker, thanks to C.D. Lamb's 31 points. And your weekly high point winner is yours truly, the Fantasy Giant, with a 152 to 55 victory over showing pride thanks to derrick henry's 34 and kyler murray's 28 i improved the four and two on the year and i've won three weekly high points and the one i didn't win i was just 10 points off so hey i I almost have it all and when you're looking at points four though the farts are only 0.05 behind me oh so it's a real close race at the top i mean the race doesn't mean anything is it you? Is that why you're probably checking? I, I think uh, it is. Third place is El Scorcho. With hey, there we go. Bad Juju is in fifth with 643. Oh, the team that well that shall not be named. Yes. The lowest scoring team in our division has more points than the highest scoring team in Kyle's division. Ah, uh, damn you, Steve. Why did you pick such a good division? I, he got stuck with it. What happens when you get the last pick, right? That's the yeah. benefit of winning your league. Like Kyle, he got that first choice in every round and uh, it's not working out for him. He's 0-6. You know, at least Kyle put himself in a relatively easy league. You know, he might be the easiest one to play of all of them, but you know, he's making it easier on himself. 
Dave and the farts are both five and one. We have four teams at four and two. El Scorcho currently sits at 500. And then there's five teams under 500. And did you know, Big Joe, if the playoffs started today, I'm in. After that terrible start, I have fought and clawed my way back. And I would be in with my 500 record. Would you be afraid to play me? Oh, no. I, I always welcome the chance to play you. Right. Never afraid right. to play you. But you, you would you play want... Dave if, uh-huh. the, if the playoffs started today. Farts get the bye, and you'd be matched yeah. up against the Hertz lockers. So, Well, then Dave would get the merchandise before you. Sorry. <laughs> what would you set the under over at for trades in the Legacy League this year? Is it at, at a half? Are we going to have any trades? I mean, I've been trying, but people just, they, they don't even want to talk. I have not tried at all since the season started. I sent okay. a couple offers out right after the draft. I was trying to move a couple guys, but since it started, I've been quiet. I just have come to the realization no one in the league's probably going to trade with me. Honestly, that might be the reason nobody trades in the league, period, because people have traded with you X number of times and gotten burned. But I'm the one that gets burned. This is what I understand. Like, just because I trade so much, you guys think I, I do it well. But We do. We all think I've you gotten do. burned so often. Joe. You're not allowed to complain. How many times have you won? Oh, I get it. I get it. I yeah. So we, we blame you. You do a lot of trading. You keep winning. Yeah. We're not going to trade with you. But I, I think part of that is just makes nobody want to trade with anyone, period. They're just so afraid of trading a guy and then having them, you know, blow up and do amazing. Makes things a little boring. Well, we also keep smaller benches. So the waivers have been pretty active. True. Uh, you can go on the waiver wire right now and probably find a player that's worth getting in your starting lineup. So yeah, six or I, seven points. Zach Ertz, Devin Singletary, Brandon Ayuk, all these guys are on waivers right now. These are you know decent options. Yeah, they should so, all be picked up this week. But yeah, it's probably my fault. <laughs> I I don't know. It's just I, I've been trying, and I'm just I, I think I'm going to give up for a little bit because the guys I keep talking to just don't have any interest in trading. So well, we it's do- fine. We do have the trade deadline coming up. Oh, when's that? November 5th at 3 a.m. Okay. So a couple weeks away. Yeah, people need to uh, yeah start working on things, guys. Uh, on next week's show, we will each bring a couple trades that we think make some teams better. We'll discuss, we'll say three trades that okay. we think could help the Legacy League, both teams. And okay. No, and none of them will involve me. Don't worry. None of them should involve either of us. We, we shouldn't be trying to advocate on our behalf. All right, looking ahead to next week games to watch. I'm going to be keeping an eye on you and that merchandise as you take on showing pride. Stortz mm. comes into this game, loser of four straight. The guy started off two and oh, we thought everything was going to be great this year for him. And it took a turn. Meanwhile, like you just said, you've already turned things around, winning three of your last four. Stortz team does come in pretty much at full strength, while you, on the other hand, you are pretty depleted between injuries and bye weeks. You have no Zeke, no Allen, no Sanders. And after today, we just found out it looks like Nick Chubb will also be out this week. So it's going to come down to showing pride's ageless wonder. Can QB1 Tom Brady shoulder oh. the load and get it done and get him the victory? I was thinking you were going to say he was starting Frank Gore this week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How is he not in the league? Uh, I, I feel like the, the Ravens should have picked him up, you know? I mean, couldn't be any worse than the other old guys they got. For real. But the game I am watching this week will be the team that shall not be named 
versus the fantasy behemoth, Brian Corpy's team. Now, both of these teams, like yours truly, have some work to do this week due to buys and injuries. So, so Dak Prescott on by this week. Russell Wilson for the fantasy behemoth is out right now. Um, he'll be out a number of weeks with that weird finger injury. Apparently, he's still uh, taking ghost snaps. Yeah, did you see him in like the imaginary huddle before Sunday Night Football? Yes. Like he—he's a goofy guy, man. Like we all laughed at Dak Prescott for his little hip thing, and everyone's laughed at that. But we gotta laugh at Russell Wilson giving the count to no one. Practice at game speed. That's what. That's right. Mental reps. Like I said, both these teams got some work to do um, on their rosters before the week gets going. So I'm sure they're hitting the waiver wire Um, right now. It's predicted to be 83 to 72 in favor of the fantasy behemoth. I tend to think he gets this one done this week. Um, He's got more of his starters in there. They're they're a little bit better players. I I mean, he's got Mixon. He's got DK in there. Uh, Seals Jones just had a good week. Swift, he plays for the Lions, but still a good fantasy player. The team that shall not be named has Ramondre Stevenson in there as a starting running back. Now he gets the Jets this week, so that's big. But will it work out? Oh, I don't know. That's a roll of the roll of the dice. I, I'm not so sure I'd want to do it. So for that reason, I am going with the fantasy behemoth and Brian Corpy this week in the matchup. All right, taking a look at the Coast to Coast Dynasty League. Here are your scores. Dr. Greenbeers gets the win 116 to 107 over Sunnyville Sam Squatch. Cromarty's Childcare wins 114 to 105 over Officer Purple Beers. The 2022 champs win 124 to 108 over the good news threat level. Midnight gets the 141 to 106 victory over the 08 lions and the fantasy giant wins 181 to 140 over the chaos tyrants. Just another unpaid weekly high points victory for yours truly, but Rough loss for Nick, man. 140 points, and you take the loss. Only one team would have beat him besides myself, and that was Threat Level Midnight would have beat him by like half a point. So, oh, tough loss for the Chaos Tyrants who dropped to two and four. Ouch. I am still undefeated at six and oh, and there's only two other teams with above 500 record. You have four and two and threat level midnight at five and one. Everybody else is under 500. Weird. Yeah. It's a weird season uh, for the dynasty league. Again, only 10 teams, but still they have seven teams uh, with a less than 500 record. Uh, it makes you wonder if people are actually paying attention and setting their lineups, you know, we're not anyone trotting out David Montgomery. Oh, come uh, on. Ugh. Terrible. But I will say due to uh, the way waivers run, you know, it's a daily waiver. Since this is Dynasty League, we have waivers run every day. There's no free pickups. Uh, a team was a little bit late to the waiver wire this week and mm-hmm. was forced to start Lev Bell. Oh, got a touchdown, didn't he? He, he did. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, someone's starting Lev Bell. I'm watching the game. Oh, my God, Lev Bell is actually playing and scores. <laughs> Surprise me he's even owned in a dynasty league. I don't think he's owned in any of my other leagues, but hey, he got in there and got it done. Looking at this week, week number seven, I'm going to be trying to improve to seven and oh as I take on my former roommate, Matt Capriotti, and Cromarty's childcare. I got no Zeke. I got no CeeDee Lamb. He's got a full roster, but I'm feeling pretty good because I still have my top stud, King Henry. 
Now, Cromartie's child care does have Devonta Adams, and he does have Alvin Kamara. Both players at any point could win you the week. But with the way Henry's been playing lately and the way Jalen Hurts has cleaned up in garbage time, I'm feeling pretty confident that the fantasy Giants could be 7-0. and Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you are going to win that one this week, Joe. Uh, the one I'm going to be watching is Dr. Green Beers versus the 08 Lions. Uh, the Green Beers are heavy on Kansas City Red. He owns Tyreek. He owns Kelsey. And he's also got Daryl Williams in there as a starting lineup. Pretty solid lineup. Uh, still has some work to do with Chubb being announced out. Uh, he's got Bridgewater up there in the starting position. Questionable. Probably going to play. I can't see him playing Drew Locke. Dr. Green Beers is taking on the 08 Lions. They're trotting out Rodgers. Mixon, most likely Javante Williams this week. Uh, he's got a couple guys on by and uh, Stefan Diggs and Amari Cooper. Uh, so he'll have to make some subs in there, of course. Um, but once he does, his projected point total should come up into that 110 range um, and make this a really good matchup. I'm actually going to predict that the 08 Lions beat them again for the second time this year. I'm not going to give a spread, though. That didn't work too well for me last <laughs> week. We're already into repeat matchups. Yeah, this, uh, oh. this might be our first one. He won in week one, 126 to 123. All right, moving along to the chopping block guillotine league. Oh, oh well. I, I, it wasn't looking good for me going in. I, I knew it. Yeah, you knew it from the start. You did not uh, have a chance. I mean, you kind of had a chance. If Derrick Henry didn't take the field, you would have survived. I, I might have had a shot. You might have had a shot. Uh, I will say I was 100% rooting for beer and chicken wings to get eliminated. He's the defending champion from last year. He had much better players than I did too. (laughs) And he's yet to spend any of his money. Oh, he's tried. Uh, I've I've seen it in the reports. Yeah, but a rough week for El Scorcho, 45.92. Gets it chopped. Anything else you want to say about chopping block? Uh, you know, the chopping block, it's a different sort of league. I, I think everybody should try it at least a couple of times. Different than normal fantasy football, it makes you look at other sorts of things. I hope that everybody who has been chopped now, like myself, will come back next year and give it another try and try and avoid that falling slab of metal coming right down on you. Yeah, it'll be interested to see this week with all the buys, some of the teams that people trot out there. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. If you were chopped, I went in and I changed your money to zero. So that mm-hmm. way, now that things get a little bit later in the year, your bids are going to have to be a little bit more strategic. How much does this guy have left? How much does this guy have left? So that way, if the guy is out, it says he has zero and you don't have to realize like, oh, why does Brian's best bunch have $100 left? Well, he's been eliminated since week four. So, yeah. Now let's take a look at our weekend watch starting on Thursday night, 8:20 kickoff on Fox and the NFL network. We have the Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns who are favored by three and a half on Saturday in college football noon kickoff on Fox Northwestern visits Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. Who's favored by 23 and a half. Holy moly. At 3.30 on CBS, LSU travels to Ole Miss, who's favored by nine and a hook. Seven o'clock on ESPN, Tennessee visits Bama, who's favored by 24 and a half. And at 7.30 on NBC, USC is at Notre Dame, who is favored by a touchdown. On Sunday in the NFL, the Chiefs are five and a half point favorites as they travel to Tennessee. 
425 at Fox. Stafford is favored by 15 as the Rams host the Lions. In Sunday night football, the Colts travel to San Francisco, who's favored by three and a half. And on Monday night, the Saints are five-point favorites as they travel to Seattle. Poor schedule makers. They get these games in primetime with Russ Wilson and Russell Anka to be there. So we get Geno Smith on Sunday and then Monday night football. What do you think uh, that Rams minus 15 should be bought to? Because, I, I mean, come on, they're, they're going to win by more than 15, right? 15 not points good. is a lot, though, in the NFL. I know, but I, I don't think the Rams are going to beat them on a last-second field goal. No, but I could see the Lions scoring a meaningless touchdown to cut it from 21 to 14. Oh, I don't know. God, the Lions suck. But anyways, the game that I will be watching this week will be the Kansas City-Tennessee game. By far one of the best games this week, if not the best. I Try and prove me wrong. The, the other game that I will be watching is going to be the Denver-Cleveland game. It's interesting that Cleveland is still favored. I think that spread's dropped a little bit from three and a half down to three. But, you know, Baker's out, Chubb's out, Kareem Hunt's out. How are they still favored? So yeah. it, it'll be interesting. I read today that the Browns have explored trades with the San Francisco 49ers, OBJ for Jimmy Garoppolo straight up. Wow. They're fearful that Baker might be more damaged and they have a team that can win now and they don't want to go through with their backup. So if Baker is hurt and Jimmy G would waive his no trade clause, they might ship OBJ. How about a, uh, a first round pick for the golf, maybe second. <laughs> if you're taking his contract on, just take it. Yeah, we'll just give him to you. Exactly. It may, maybe give us, uh, you know, like a bag of Smarties or something or Halloween. I will take two free admission tickets to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Jared Goff. Done deal. Because I think that's all the city of Cleveland has to offer. You're not wrong. I've been there. All right. Call your shot. Last week, I predicted that the highest score ever would be chopped in the chopping block. And I was absolutely wrong as the lowest score ever was chopped. Bye-bye, El Scorcho. And you predicted that Dave would beat Lynette by 35 points. And you couldn't have been more wrong as Lynette beat Dave by 35 points. I think I just said one of the teams would win by 35. I don't think I specified which team. And right here is where I drop in the audio of you saying the lambs are going to slaughter. The Hertz locker versus the, the slaughtered lambs. I think the Hertz locker is going to win by at least 35 points. I, I think he is just going to absolutely murder them. Ah, right. Damn it, I guess you're right. <laughs> All right, this week, I mean, we talked about a little bit. I'm predicting Stafford is going to set the single game passing record this weekend Ooh. against the Lions. Light us up, Stafford. People have called this a revenge game. There's no way it should be that. If anything, we did. We were nothing but nice to Matt Stafford. We gave him anything he could have wanted. We built the team around him. We attempted to build the team around him multiple times. We gave him a trade when he asked for it. So this should not be in a revenge game. If anything, Stafford should take a knee, make the Lions cover the spread if it gets that close. But that's we- not fun. It's fun to light us up, throw for 600 yards, get the record, pour it on. Let Kelly Stafford get some snaps. In relation to that, my prediction this week is that coach Dan Campbell will again cry at a press conference after Stafford lights them up. A single game passing record, 554 yards. Oh my 
gosh. All right. Thanks, Earl, for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. We wish you uh, the best of luck this weekend on your games, and hopefully your players stay safe. Check out thefantasygiant.com and follow at the Fantasy Giant for all your updates. Arrivederci.